Hey everybody, my name is RJ, and thank you so very much for listening to our podcast, Realms and Nerds. A few things before we get going. Uh, this is going to be a longer intro than hopefully usual, so just hold on, because it's the first episode, so there's a lot of stuff i got to introduce. First of all, I'd like to introduce the members of our group, since we didn't really do that at all in the episode. There's obviously me, I'm playing our Dwarven Rogue. Then there's Ash, who's playing our Human Monk. Brandon, who's playing our Elven Cleric. Bronson, who is our Dragonborn Barbarian. And last, but certainly not least, Harrison, who is taking the important role of our Dungeon Master. Uh, These first four episodes are a prelude to our first main campaign, which will be an original story created by Harrison that will use new player characters the rest of us create. Uh, We're doing this prelude to get ourselves accustomed to playing Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition, since none of us have ever played D&D before. Uh, This dungeon we're using is called the Burial Mound of Gileard Wolf Clan. It's a one-page dungeon that we found on a website that hosts a collection of entries to a one-page dungeon competition. I'll be putting a link to the dungeon itself from its creator's blog in the description for all four episodes. For if you would like to check it out and follow along, or just use it with your D&D parties... If you like our podcast, be sure to share it with people you know. It's one of the best ways for us to grow our listener audience, and we'd really appreciate it. Even if they have a different phone or listening device than you, it's not a problem, since you can find our show on a variety of podcasting services as well as on YouTube. You can also find us on social media. We're primarily on Twitter, but also on Facebook, Tumblr, and Instagram. If you make a social media post about our show, whether it's a link to an episode or the show in general, sharing some fan art, or just I mean, talking about the show, don't forget to include the hashtag RealmsNerds. Uh, that's all one word, RealmsNerds. The plan for the show is to release episodes weekly, but that isn't set in stone as most of us are in school and all of us are working jobs. Uh, this podcast isn't a paying job, at least not yet. <laughs> so if need be, we may have to take a break or a short hiatus for things like school final exams. Uh, there's also no specific day of the week the episodes will be released at this point, uh, since I have to keep a pretty loose schedule due to you know working classes. Uh, in the event of a recording session having to be canceled, we may try and get some of us together, bring in guest players, and play a side campaign for fun. But we'll uh, cross that bridge when we get to it. We're going to try to be as consistent as possible, and we appreciate your understanding. The last thing before we begin, I'd like to thank our dear friend Kyle for composing our main introductory theme. Uh, He came up with a much better theme in the span of a day or two than I came up with in like the entire week that I tried making an introductory theme for the show. Uh, We can't thank you enough for your help, Kyle. Uh, It's an amazing tune, and uh, we hope you all enjoy it as well. Uh, Also, thank you, listener, for taking the time out of your day to listen to our podcast. Uh, We really appreciate you more than you know. I've talked enough. I'm sure you're all as eager as I am to listen to our first episode. So without further ado, I invite you to follow me into the realm of the burial mound of Gileard Wolf Clan.
my character is a mountain dwarf who uh, is a criminal, and he's taken on kind of a rogue possession, an uncommon one for dwarves. However, it has suited him well. His name, by the way, is Joshami Rockhammer, because I promised my manager Josh the other day I'd include his name in my character's name. Joshami. So I named him Joshami wow. Rockhammer. His personality traits, he's always calm, and he notes locations of where the valuables are in any room and location he's in immediately. That's the first thing he does is note where all of the valuables are. Uh, go figure. This is somebody it. going around checking everyone's purses. Once <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just like any, all of them can see. His bonds is that he will become the greatest thief that ever lived, which okay. I mean he kind of feels he already has, and we'll get to that in a second. His ideal is people. Uh, I'm loyal to my friends, not to any ideals, and everyone else can take a trip down the sticks for all I care. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna his uh, his flaw is that an innocent person is in jail for his crime, and he's okay with it. I will just say this. He's not a very smart guy. He's got zero wisdom. Uh-huh. And he's also not charismatic. His weapons he uses, he has two short swords and two daggers. He is 150 years old. He's five foot tall, so he's pretty tall for a dwarf. But then again, mountain dwarves, which is what he is, are fairly tall. Uh, he's 150 pounds. He's not super heavy for a dwarf, but that's because he's got to be kind of nimble since he's, you know, doing thievery and such. He's got brown eyes and, like, really dark skin, uh, but his hair is gray because I just thought that would look super cool. Okay. His connections are he's in the criminal underworld. He has a connection to the criminal underworld through a liaison, which is one of his features. Uh, also, I will prefer a trinket, and the trinket I got worked out very well, and this ties back into the, uh, he wants to be the greatest thief of all. I got the metal urn with the ashes of a hero. So basically, he stole the urn of the ashes of the most legendary hero of this world, and he th- thinks that it's probably the greatest crime ever committed. He said I had a holy relic. Can I say, like, what that holy relic is? Sure. Yeah, it's, uh... Book with a symbol on it, or it's a cape with the letter S. It's 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 a shoe. (laughs) His right shoe is my holy left shoe, (laughs) and by holy I mean there's a hole in the sole, not my soul, but the sole of the shoe. I have very. You just made life almost a rhyme. My soul is very uh, filled. (laughs) All right, so my character is um, well, she is a wood elf from. I wrote down where she's from. Buckland. <laughs> from Greyhawk something. Great Greyhawk. Oh, I never said Greyhawk. Um, like she just lives Greyhawk. on a bus? Yeah, she does. She, she is. She travels as a hobo. <laughs> technically of noble birth. Her mother before her was uh, a protector of the lands. And she, I want to watch her wallet. And she grew up um, <laughs> and to train for the position that her mother had. So now she serves as the protector of the Greyhawk lands and reports directly to a religious-based council of elders. She's 5'5", 150 pounds, hazel eyes, light copper skin tone, and black Ooh. hair. Alright, friend, this is right. D&D, not a dating website. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, what are you looking for? So though she what are her interests? Technically a <laughs> Long walks in the forest. <laughs> Staring uh, into the stars in each other's eyes. 
And then she carries her religious relic, which is this dagger. So she has very good negotiating skills and can find common ground with that's, anyone. That's her personality Ten traits, right? You got this. Okay. Um, and then, oh, she like misquotes texts, like proverbs, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. And then I said to the Lord, I mean, the Lord said to me, damn it. Well, thou shalt love thyself. <laughs> is that the philosophy Rick lives by? His uh, rogue? No, I'm sorry. Your deity is the coin. I forgot. Love oh, that's right. As much as your neighbor or whatever. <laughs> or whatever. Um, she Sounds like a Her ideals are her traditions and, like, the slightly religious side to, like, her position. So she's a Baptist, is what we're saying. Her bonds <laughs> are, Catholic. um, she's drawn to, like, save and maintain relics, um, Ooh. as she's to bring up protect the land as well. Protect the relics. Her flaw, is however, is that she judges herself and others very harshly. Baptist. <laughs> <laughs> What's your character's name, by the way? Lalilia. Lalilia? Lalilia. 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 will not be able to pronounce that. <laughs> <laughs> My character is a human monk. Human? How <laughs> <laughs> boring. Dude, I got a plus one on all of my stats, so go fuck yourself. Yeah, but can you uh, see in the dark? Is your skin tough as nice? Yes, yeah. What's yeah. your armor class again? I forgot. Mine? 14. Yeah, mine's 15. Oh. Fight me. Ooh, just because you're next to one. I'm also badass martial just artist, go. though. Keep going. <laughs> anyway, keep going. My uh, name is Doran Stormwind. Hi, y'all. I'm My Doran. personality trace is I'm utterly serene, and I have tremendous empathy for this, anyone who's under suffering, basically. So, so I'm your polar opposite. Wait, no, you're utterly really serene, and I'm always calm. So you just got two really chill dudes here. I'm a incredibly chill monk. I don't show it, but I care about everyone and anyone. Uh, my deals... I went with greater good. My gifts are meant to be shared with all, not used for my own benefit. I'm still seeking the enlightenment I pursued in my seclusion, and it still eludes me. So I left my monastery in search of it, because they didn't do me any good. And my flaw is... Where did it go? Is a thing. And now that I've returned to the world, I enjoy its delights a little too much. <laughs> He's a hedonist! <laughs> well, yeah. No one's perfect. Anyway, um, <laughs> he's 35 years old, he's 5'10", he weighs 170 pounds, hazel eyes, his skin is fair, and he's bald. Monk. And my backstory is literally, I'm a loner who joined the monks. Simple. I'm a he was loner already who joined the monks. alone when he joined the monks. Uh, and my trinket is a freaking birdcage with a cage without a door. He got, to the mon- he got to the monastery and he said... I would love to live amongst you. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be a great fit here at Comedians Monastery Anonymous.com. All right, Bronson. My character's name is Dercaris Shockwind. He is a barbarian soldier. He is upfront strength and constitution, just 100%. This guy is a tank. He can stare down a hellhound without flinching, and he faces all of his problems head-on. He chooses might as his will for right. Might makes right. Might makes right. Good God. And considering he bears a lot of might with him, he thinks he's always right. 
for that, he would rather eat his own armor than admit that he is wrong. God, More likely that. he's going to make you eat your armor. He's very, very loyal, though. Considers those that fight behind beside him <laughs> worth dying. Those that fight behind him. <laughs> I mean, that's probably more accurate, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. He, is, he is very he's almost always the charge forward and attack. He used to be in the cavalry as a young dragonborn, and mysteriously he carries a pipe with him. So basically, you're, you're, so basically you're playing Spongebob. Uh, he is aged 55, he's six foot eight and 295 pounds, so he's not that young for a dragonborn, but not that old either. He is the sole hero of a doomed cavalry charge. He was released from active duty after that battle, because he was, again, the sole survivor of that failed cavalry charge. They still won the battle, but only through his own incredible feats of strength on the battlefield, and he still instills fear in those who know him by his reputation, mm-hmm. due to the fact that know. he often goes full rage, also blocks out his memory, so he just <laughs> has infrequent flashbacks, sort of like a post-traumatic stress syndrome. That's, that's very good. Is that linked to his rage? It, it is linked to his rage, Ooh. which... Causes him to go so blackout. So basically, you can be in the middle of battle and you all of a sudden have this flashback and then just go crazy and go possibly attack us. That's very, very good. He doesn't know if he's responsible for some of his allies dying on the battlefield, which kind of makes him an alcoholic. <laughs> well, you are Alright, let's kick it off. The night before today, Jacorius was in the bar and happened to meet up with the three of you, just sort of a happenstance occurrence where you all have connected in this bar. You're all heading to different places, you're all on different tasks, but you've all uh, <laughs> you've all met up in this bar. And so, um... Is, uh, I have a quick question. Is Toby Keith's I Love This Bar playing in the background? Absolutely not. Absolutely. <laughs> the closing time that's how, is playing almost the entire night. That's how, that's how I, Josh and me is silently humming, I love this bar, okay. while, while at this meeting. No, actually, this bar has a very, um, a very Stone Age feel. Actually, this whole town does. You are currently in the town of Wolfshold, uh, sort of a secluded area. You're out sort of in the forest. There's a sort of a series of bluffs that leads into a small mountain range. And Wolf's Hold was hewn into the side of one of the mountain ranges. So at times, if if necessary, it can become a fortress. They can bar off the doors and sort of keep the location safe. However, um, sort of like a Helm's Deep kind of thing, but not quite so big. More so like a smaller sort of town feel, but just because of the way it was built, it could very quickly turn into a fortress or a garrison if it needs to be. However, um, there has not been a lot of need for that recently. Um, this area has not had any large-scale battles in it in a while now. Well, I don't we'll see. <laughs> so, um, now that we're here... <laughs> So, Jacarius, as you all sit down and you're drinking together, uh, first of all, I want to know, what, do you, what what did you all have to drink? Just some ale for me. Some ale? Just okay. some ale. I'm trying to... Mead. Mead. Some ale, some mead. What's the hardest thing they got to offer in this place? Uh, well, 
You're not allowed to That would be their hound's bite extra aged whiskey. I've had five. Drake Harris is drinking out of a 40. The same whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Drake Harris has had quite a bit to drink. <laughs> and um, Not nearly enough. Not nearly enough. Is, however, is this a case of... Uh... However, it is enough to loosen up his steely demeanor a little bit. And he tells you that he's been hired to take on a contract and that he thinks it might be nice if he could have a little bit of backup. Since as an army man, he's sort of used to being involved in in a unit. Coin has been a bit tight as of late, so I've taken on some mercenary work. Well, I could use some more soldiers at my back. What's the task exactly, sir? He can't really tell you much about the task other than it's going to involve going out into the wilderness and finding a person of interest and dealing with them. So, are you all? Will you all agree to take on this uh, this mission with him? Dracaris has very high charisma. If you do not immediately say yes, he will leer at you as drunk as I'm he sorry. is and cause you to. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Your name Can again. Can I roll a charisma check? Your name again, Dorkiris. Sure. Roll a charisma. Do we, do we have to charisma check? Dice is that one. Charisma is a it's a d20 for charisma. Fourteen plus two. I would like 16. to roll against his charisma. As would I. I'm a monk. All right. Scare me. Uh, that is a twenty mm, charisma minus one nineteen. Okay. He's going to apply my roll. So everybody's in a particularly charismatic mood. Except for except, our Claire. So five. Alright, so So there so you're scared shitless and we're so no, 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 but I, I don't crumble anyone's like charisma. So so here's what here's what happens. Oh, okay. oh never mind. He's a fucking elf. He doesn't <laughs> crumble under anyone's gaze apparently. So here so here's oh, the thing. You have advantage of saving throws against being charmed. Well you're not charmed. Well, yeah, he's he's not this is intimidating. So here's what I think happens, okay? So Lalilia, I think she is not intimidated. She actually, when he's talking about this, just because he's being so cryptic, uh, she's actually intrigued. So she's immediately on board. I think you, Doran, are looking at this. You're still a little bit skeptical, just as your your monkish nature. You're kind of uh, still aloof. You're not completely convinced yet. And uh, Josh, me. You want to know what's in it for you. Listen, listen, you want to know what's in it for you. Listen, Dorothy, was it? How much, how much, how much, some lightning up your ass. How how much, how much is, relies on his intimidation. How much does this gig pay there, Dory? So you're going to meet the employer tomorrow. Well, the situation will have a little bit more information in the morning. I'm sorry, I couldn't have a feeling. I'm sorry, I didn't know this was Whisper Time. Can you please use a speaking voice? I'm about to head off to bed. My character is... I'm very feeling... Your your character, you certainly are under the table. I could probably drink you under there. Why don't you meet me down there? We'll have a couple more brews. What are you drinking? Uh, Whiskey. I'm drinking whatever you're drinking, friend. <laughs> well, let me see that. Oh, you sure are. Yeah, I think, like I said, I'm drinking what you're drinking. I, I saw, I heard you order, and I was like, that sounds good, so I got five of them. So, Doran, what's your objections here? Well, 
I don't like seeing people suffer, but I'm in between work right now, you know, I just left the monastery, and I'm still searching for myself, so this might be an interesting learning experience. I might find a little bit more out about myself. So I'm, I'm kind of intrigued, actually. <laughs> I think you're, you're kind of boring me. I think you might find yourself <laughs> if you look in a mirror. That tends to be what people say themselves. All right. The well, so <laughs> with with that, Drakaris has had an entire forty of extra strength <laughs> whiskey, <laughs> and he's starting to feel it a little bit. So he goes off to bed and tells you that if you would, uh, if he'd like to be involved in his little excursion, to be back at the bar by noon the next day. Joshua orders seven more drinks. <laughs> All for himself. He doesn't share. <laughs> All right. Now, elders. What? Okay. Where's your? I gotta ask my. You gotta ask me. All right. So get written consent from mommy. All right. So this field trip, you're totally in character. So so it's so it's the next morning around noon. You all show up to the bar, I assume. Of course. Um. I slept I've, in I've the got, bar. I've got nothing there. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't show up at the bar. I kind of... I, right. after, so after, is it an inn slash tavern? <laughs> yes. Okay, then I, I had a room. So, I, had, I had a room in the inn. I had a room there, so I'm already there. So I need Joshua and Dracarys. I need you guys to both roll a d20. Do I need to add what modifier do I need to add? <laughs> yeah, to this roll? No modifier, just right. straight up and down. Uh, 14. Okay. For Joshua. 2. Two. <laughs> yeah, I'm so, guessing you're missing those purple dice. Right so, uh, Dracaris actually, not only did he not leave the building, <laughs> he didn't leave the table. Um, when you ordered yourself seven more, he decided that no, no fucking dwarf was going to outdrink him. So he ordered himself ten more and ended up on top of the entire forty that he drank and ended up just kind of sleeping on the table. <laughs> Told you I drink under the table there, friend. So Joshua, you made it up to your room. However, dwarfs do not process their alcohol well. So you are downstairs and you are at the bar, but basically the slightest sound sounds like a gong going off in your head. You are not feeling super great about how much you drank last night. But I night. still drunk that overgrown lizard under the table. So he passed out, right, at the table, but yeah. I didn't. Did I maybe, like, see about picking his pocket, steal some of his gold that he's got? Well, I, ask, I, I'm, I, I'm asking you, did you think about that? I, I mean, that is his line of work, but also he was pretty drunk. You might have to do a dexterity check because. Can I, yeah, should I do a dexterity throw, but with disadvantage to steal like half of his gold? Go, to go ahead and throw, throw, right, cool. throw a dex throw. Okay, but I'm doing. I have uh, because I'm drunk. I got uh, disadvantage, right? Uh huh. All right. So my first roll is a twenty. Go. <laughs> You're lucky, friends. But my second roll is nineteen. Nineteen. Yeah, he's still that old. Wait, no. So technically, uh, 22. With 19, wouldn't I maybe get away with, like, all his gold? <laughs> all right, so. In that case, I'm going to have to roll a perception check to figure out so, who so did So RJ, it. uh. No, no, don't worry about it. Jo- Joshua has <laughs> stolen all of Jacarius's gold. All right, so now um, I have 20, 25 gold. Do you, uh, so you have this gold on you, right? Damn you, a I do, I did. I took a look and I went back up to my so, room. Uh, so does Draconius... Dracaris? Or, sorry, Dracaris. 
What do you think? Does he does he know that he's got anything missing? He's got a roll of perception knows? check. So I mean, obviously, this isn't his first night sleeping in the bar. Uh, what, does he, what does he normally do when he wakes up in the morning? Check his pockets. Okay. okay. All right. So roll a perception check for me. Two. A two. <laughs> He's still drunk. <laughs> He's really <laughs> so, so you so you wake up and uh, you feel in your pockets and you notice the ten pieces of gold are gone, but then you kind of have a flashback to a uh, barmaid that was hitting on you for part of the night, and you think there's something probably must have gone down with that. I high-five myself, thinking I got laid. <laughs> you kind of give yourself a high-five, and then, uh, yeah. Alright, so, uh... Keep in mind that with, um, Dracaris' wisdom and intelligence... He's not a very It's a minus one already to the perception check. That's alright. My wisdom's not so that then, So then, Doran, I think you... you stole from him. <laughs> <laughs> So Dor- Doran comes in, I think, and uh, he looks like he has just spent an entire week in the spa. Somehow that night of rest just, like, <sighs> completely invigorated him. He is Experiencing just tranquility. flawless and that radiating. He comes in and sits, you know, sits down at the bar. He just, does one of those hashtag no makeup selfies. Yeah, looking, looking, looking flawless. Um, Woke up like this. <laughs> and then Lalia, I think that uh, you come in, but you're five minutes late. Oh, you were uh, busy doing other stuff. Am I going to be late just because I'm hungover? Hunting. So you all sit down at the bar. So there doesn't appear that there's any bartender in the place right now. You guys gonna pour yourself a drink? Are you feeling too hungover? I feel fine. Harris uh, reaches right over the bar and grabs the bottle of whiskey that he was trying to finish last night. Okay. Now, well, no. See, see, yeah, see, he figures hair of the dog. Josh is thinking. Well, now we're gonna be talking. We're actually talking work, and work is important to Josh. That's how he makes his living. Doran, and is, he's all about himself. So he's just gonna he's gonna be kind of sober for this encounter. Doran's just patiently waiting to get started. I'm just. Kind of sitting there, contemplating, not really thinking too okay. much on this. Lalilia curls up in the corner and smokes a pipe. <laughs> okay. So as you're all sitting there, you hear a voice from behind the bar go, Oh, by all means, drink up! And, uh... Don't mind if I do. <laughs> uh, no thanks. I'm uh, about to work, and uh, I don't drink on the job. Well, Nothing. I do, but I don't drink when I'm learning about the job. Makes his fingers stickier. <laughs> so I assume that you are all uh, the team that Jakar is uh, put together for me. Oh, he was he was very convincing, he says as he pats this gold pocket uh, on... He has it on the side not facing Dracarius, so Dracarius doesn't notice and pat the pocket of extra gold. So, from uh, from behind your bar... character is dumb. <laughs> you, now, you now see somebody kind of grab the edge of the bar and sort of boost themselves up so they're sitting on the edge of the bar. And this is by far the shortest dwarf that you've ever met. Holy shit. If you get hit with a small hammer today, Fred. <laughs> if, sir, I didn't realize halflings had beards. <laughs> I'm a dwarf. My name is O'Tooley. As it says in the second problem. Oh, really? Do not forget about the... Wait. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's all right. it's O'Tool- right, O'Tooley is a dwarf. He stands probably about 3'8". 
He is just super small, but like has a super big beard that is just flaming red. Perfect. So he's got you know just like bushy eyebrows, you know, just a mop of hair. So just he's this. he's midget Santa Claus. Oh, 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 with red hair. Yeah. Well, I mean, you ever watched Santa Claus come to town? He had red hair. So uh, Ireland. So so he's sitting there and he goes. So he goes. How much do you all know of the uh, the history of this town? Not too much. I've been in a monastery most of my life, so I really I'm not that familiar with the outside I, world. It's it's just another town. This land is new to my kingdom. I mean, I do know it's made of stone. Well, there's been some battles. They make some damn good booze here. <laughs> oh well, way back when the barbarian chief Gilead Wolfclan. What a name! Filled this town with evil spirits and went mad from the summoning of them. His entire clan banded together and killed Gillian and all of his cultish followers, sealing them in a mound outside of town so that their evil would forever be locked away. It seemed that it was the perfect solution. Recently, however, there have been noises coming from inside of the mound. I'm putting together a team to go and investigate to find out what lurks beneath the surface. I have a question. Yes. Are you sure it's not just golfers? Are you sure it's not just golfers in there, friend? Tell me, friend, what is your name? Well, my name, uh, is Rockham. <laughs> Joshimi Rockham. Joshimi! Tell me. Joshimi. Yes, that's my name. You've already said it. I've already Do said it. Do gophers... How in the dead of night do gophers I mean, light the sky on fire when pitch blackness reigns? Tell me, Joshimi, do gophers make the earth rumble beneath your feet? Well, they definitely do that last one, but I don't know about the rest. I've never met a gopher personally. This is no gopher, Joshimi. I mean, there is evil. In these woods. Did you look about getting them exterminated to make sure first? Now, listen to me. When the Mad King was locked away, they put with him many trinkets and gold and coins that the locals believed were haunted. If some of these happened to end up in your pockets, well, no one would be the wiser. And if you return to me alive, you will have my gratitude forever. Fifty golden coins each, and a lifetime of free drinks at the bar. What now do you say? I mean, you mentioned a lot of gold. Well... And maybe some dying, but also free alcohols. So I think I'll join in this expedition. If you rid my land of these beasts, then I shall be there. This land is new to my kingdom. Oh? I want to hear more about you. Please go on. Tell me about yourself. As long as this tell me about you, endeavor has time for your stupidity. As long as this endeavor ends any suffering caused by these spirits, I see profit in it. I care not for gold or treasures. I mean, I care for the drink and the, the combat on the battlefield. If they can offer me a final challenge, I accept. Go then, rid the land of this evil, and return to me as champions. Or return in a bag. So, you guys have your mission. When you leave, when you go to leave the bar, uh, O'Tooley gives you 
some a map. basic instructions on how to get to yeah, do we get a where the mound is. Do we get a map or do we he just like tell it's us like, the instructions? It's, it's the third mountain on the left. Right right over he there. gives you instructions. He tells us, so this is like right. a like a burial mound. Well, Josh is hoping somebody will remember that because he's too hungover to write this down or remember. Right. So he so he gives you instructions. This I is do, not really bundling his bag of coins. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a uh, a location <laughs> that generally gets put on maps. Just because people want to forget this more than uh, more than they want to remember it, but he gives you instructions on how to get right. to the basic. Area. I do. I do want to uh, talk to somebody in the town. Just at, when we leave, oh, we are leaving. Is there anything anybody else is going to do before we leave the bar? Okay, he's a cleric. Do we need to get like a component bag for him or something in case? Uh, I don't think Harrison. Is or are we not going to worry about? I don't think that. we're worried about components like the physical components. I think we're just going to kind of wing it. We're just going to say fuck it? Because that's kind of... Harrison said the other day that that was a bit more nitty-gritty than he wanted to get into. All right. Well, I see no real reason um, to stay. All right. Uh, is anybody else wanting to stay for any reason before we leave the bar? Or Harrison's just looking to get to the combat. All right. Well, when we leave the bar, Joshimi finds the first strolling citizen or whatever. He walks up to him, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, ma'am, ma'am, excuse me. Yes? Do you guys know have you been having any golf troubles lately? <laughs> I apologize, man. Dorothy. She just like hauls back and full handed slaps you across the face <laughs> and screams, How dare you I mean And then just storms off. I mean, it was just a question, lady, but thanks for your input. Doran shakes his head. Uh, Josh and me is good at this point to get going. Did that wake you up, or did that just, just make it worse? No, that just, get, that just gave him more of a throbbing headache than he already had. <laughs> you totally deserve it. <laughs> so, you were instructed by O'Tooley to, uh, O'Tooley to the Fooley. leave the city's main gates and to head west, kind of along the ridge line of the cliff. Carrot stumbles slightly southwest. He said it's due west, right? Yeah, west. Oh, well, yeah, west, and you're following the the cliff line. All right. Uh, <laughs> is, there, is, there, is there like a steep drop on either side of us, or, is there, or is it like a hill? I, I no, would assume that it's a steep cliff. Off. So it's yeah, it's, well, a, yeah. it's a cliff on one side, and the other side kind of sort of goes into sort of like some hills. Okay, right? so we're not really high up on a mountain. We're just at like the foot of it. You are at the beginning of the mountain range. Like I said when you started, so it's kind of this, it sort of goes from hilly country into a mountain range. And so on the first kind of sizable elevation is where this, is where the city was built. Okay. So you're not necessarily like up in the mountains. Yeah. But it is kind of near the edge of the cliffside. Right. So you're kind of following the edge of the cliff as you go along west. All right. So uh, who's uh, who's leading the way here? Hopefully not um, Terrace, because he's he's got his hand on the stumbling cliff. Well, probably, jo- probably. Josh and me definitely <laughs> was hoping someone else wrote down the way to get there and actually was paying attention to that part because he was just yeah. trying to nurse us. Lilia here, who's got the highest foot speed, and her leading the way. experience in tracking and uh, traversing the wilderness. Are we leading the way? I'm probably in second. Are we going on I'm foot on. or are we like using a wagon? Or you're, on, you're on foot right now. Okay. This is not too far outside of town. 
So you've been walking yeah, for. Paris sold his horse in the last time, so he can buy some more drink. Go figure. You've been walking for about two hours now. Uh, we couldn't get a wagon or anything, guys. La Lilia. Well, the walk helped you get rid of your hangover. That's that's true. Lilia, I need your roll perception so check. Twenty. I've got one these dice are loaded, Ash. I'm glad I chose the red dice. Rolling twos. Rolling twos, and it's right there. So, with a 20, off in the distance, you can see there is a tree that just doesn't look quite right. Even though most of the the trees in the forest along this area are fairly dark in nature, this tree just seems darker. It almost has a blackness to it. You can do, like, a nature check, see? So... Check well, basically, is this like a what do you do? Check? Yeah, this is what, this what just did. So, okay. yeah, so what, what are you doing? So you did your perception check. This is what you see. Can I do, can I do like, she strings a, a single arrow and shoots it at the tree? If you want to, sure. You can waste the bolt, but you can do whatever you want. You I mean, he can recover tree. it. Well, it's a tree. If it's an illusion, I guess since if he only uses one, it does recover. You only recover half. So And they always say they're rounding down, so you wouldn't recover the arrow. If you only shoot one, but you get uh, one back. Right. If you shoot two, so and this is this is a ways off. You're the only one that can see this, so it's so far <laughs> off. So you're like kind of the first person in the party to see it, since you're leading the way. So she All decides right. to inform her party of the suspicious activity ahead. Okay, um, and tells them to proceed with caution. Okay, so you guys are are you you guys are all kind of. Uh, on your guard a little bit, right, but you're approaching this tree. Yeah. Josh really kind of slips to the side of the road because he's used to when things are going down. He's a stealthy boy, and he likes to just kind of, like, try so you're, so you're walking cautiously. sort of off the path. Yeah, a little bit off the path, but still within range of the rest of the okay. party since, you know... Walking down the middle of the road, but I'm sober. I sobered up. The, the sense of danger has wakened me. Yes. All right. Okay, so you're, so you're approaching this tree. Okay. Wait. As you get... I, I myself, or are we all the whole par- the whole okay. party is a party. So you probably be the first. So as you get closer, the rest of you see what uh, Lelia has kind of pointed out that indeed this tree looks very odd. It is dark, and actually, as you get closer, you see that not only is this tree dark, it is pitch black. Is it going to start throwing apples at us <laughs> oh, down the old brick road? No, it's pitch man? black, and on top of that, even though it is incredibly odd. It looks like it has leaves on it. However, everything about the tree looks burned. Like it was charred to a crisp, but just like perfectly frozen in place with still got leaves, still got all the branches. It's just a blackened tree. Can I do like an investigation check on it? Just to check it out? Get me sure. Are we through it yet, though? Or are we just still on the way you're, to it? You're, you're pretty close now. You're probably yeah, about 100. Yeah, I'm going to check it out. It's, it's just zero, but at least it's not negative. That's why it's That's well. mine's negative. Um, um, I got, okay, that didn't do anything. I got a seven. A seven? That what does perception do again? You just kind of stood in. Perception like, is being aware of things. Investigation is being able to put two and two together. About things. So with a seven, all you can tell is that this is not natural. Uh, I would also, uh, Josh would also like to do an investigation check. So you have plus All two. Right. Like Investigate. All right. That is 19. Okay. You can tell 
not only is this tree not natural, but because you've been, I mean, as a thief, you've kind of gotten around and been to a lot of different cities. Mm -hmm. um, the way that this tree look kind of calls back to you to some of the things that you've seen some dark, arcane uh, users kind okay. of perform things. So you can tell, especially the fact that it looks so perfectly frozen in place, you know that that's definitely a magical property. Okay. And on top of that, you can also detect that the inside of the tree has a faint buzz to it. A faint buzz like... Like, a, like a, a sound or like a buzz as in like you've been drinking and you get a buzz or something else. Yes, the tree Cover is all drunk. Bases. <laughs> <laughs> the entire oh, there's, there's a cake laying next to it. Just tiptoe. So there's a buzzing noise coming from yeah, it? Yeah, there's a buzzing noise. Alright, Joshmi and... is going to then uh, slowly pull one of his short swords out. Okay. But he's a, he will he's not going to say anything to any of the other members in his party because I mean it's just not as easy. So you're still off in the woods a little ways, correct? Yeah. Okay. So, but now, I'm gonna, basically I'm I'm readying right, for okay. whatever is going to happen. So you've been approaching closer. You're about about twenty yards away from this tree. Mm -hmm. uh, a clearing opens up, and as you're stepping into the clearing, it's a clearing, but you've got about waist-high sort of grass and sort of foliage. Like, waist-high for a dwarf? Oh, shit. Um, or would I be, like, up to my, like, elbows? You're, yeah, you're up to, we'll say waist-high for, like, a human. A normal human, okay. so about three feet. The tree isn't in the path, it's just off, it's just off the path that I'm No, the pa this path that you've been following has kind of led to this clearing. Okay, and I'm just entering the clearing from some trees instead of the path? Correct. Okay, so, but I'm, are they also... It, yes, they're all kind of, you're all kind of okay, proceeding on. I'm just said it. I'm gonna... So, as you get into the clearing, you can see, you couldn't see it before because of the tall grass, but now you can see that the area around the tree is littered with broken masonry. Like there was some kind of stone structure around this tree that was sort of blown apart or ripped down or whatever. And that on top of that, the tree, even though the tree looked sort of at a normal height, as you've gotten closer, you realize the tree is actually kind of up on a little bit of a hill, which was not immediately apparent to you just because of the tall grass in this area. All right, so we're about to play King of the Hill with a tree. <laughs> well, it's not, it's, the tree is probably, <laughs> the hill at its highest is probably only about four or five feet above where you are. So he's, so he's still literally... So this My is a, entire body above me. So this is a grassy clearing, kind of tall grass. There's some masonry around. Can I do like a perception check? See if I notice anything okay. off about this clearing. Yeah, go ahead and do a projection check. Perception nine plus two eleven. Okay. Well, as you've gotten closer, you also can hear kind of a buzzing coming from the area of the tree. But there's no perceivable danger. Like you can, you can hear a buzz, but it's not like a threatening buzz. It doesn't really necessarily seem threatening. There's just a buzz coming. It's definitely coming from the area of the all tree. Right. So you guys are all approaching the tree. Uh, right? Hold on, I'm trying okay. to find what the different checks do. Lilia has a prayer book on her, and she decides to look through it, see if she sees anything in it. So you can check. Can I do a religious check? Then you check in your book. Yeah, do a religion check. Skills are yeah, yeah, yeah. four, nine. Two, no, oh, fine, 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 fine. Okay, so 
With an 11, you don't really um, get a specific sense of what's going on, but you can just, the ground, almost the ground under your feet, the ground under your feet feels evil. Like there's sort of just this evil radiating. Can Lalilia advise her companions that she... If she wants. You can, if you can do whatever you want. That's what... Betty and... Alright, like, now, I, really like, I heard the buzzing and all that. I didn't say anything, so I'm the only one that knew about the now, fact buzzing and had to do you my dark see Josh or me. Make a saving throw for me. Oh, goody, goody, goody. Is that also what kind 20? of saving throw? Yeah, which saving throw am I doing? Like, uh, what do you like mean? Strength, dexterity, constitution, intelligence, wisdom, Oh, sorry, de- sorry, dex, dex. dex saving. 15. Okay. <laughs> and I just stand there. So, I'll watch you two flip out of the lamp. <laughs> when I'm doing a triple <laughs> flips. Okay, so question. Yes. When I'm doing a dex check, am I going off my dex modifier or am I doing a dex throw as well? Um, um, I mean, if you're, I think if you're attacking me, I think I do. I think, I dex I think yeah, you have to. Is it a difficulty class for it, a DC that they have to match with? Yeah, the dex I, I think you've got to roll or have because that's what you can match against to see if you can dodge. Well, don't tell us, but like. It's it's the DC. Yeah, you have to tell him if he dodged it or not. It's a nice to have a mystery of whether or not. <laughs> exactly. What is the this is exactly why we're doing this kind of session, so we can learn all these kinks right exactly. now. Alright, so you try to jump out of the way as you hear something in front of you in the gr- in the grass. But you are, you are unsuccessful. Oh no. And a black object about a foot and a half across just comes flying and just nails you in the chest and knocks you over. Wait, darn, what hit you? Darn gophers. What hit you, sir? A black object a foot across. Foot and a half. About huh. a foot and a half across. God damn it, it's a short little thing where I'm able to see. Can I do an athletics check to try to grab a hold of it? You're not next to him. Yeah, yeah, he's I'm, separate I'm, from the I had, sep- I had separated from the Right, but in like, charging how far forward you and trying like to grab I, I do not so know. How far am I from the group? You went off into the woods, went, right? Well, I went off the path a little bit. Like, I wanted to be able to still see them, but I wanted to be far enough that I wouldn't be seen. So I think you're about 20 feet away. Okay. So it hits you for two points of damage. All right, so then I am at nine points. And Solid. then, like, kind of... Sort of continues just oh. like and like shoots back off into the uh, into the grass and you don't know where it went. Get back at here. exactly the same time. So you're like on your back now. Oh, at exactly the same time, out of the tree, oh, no. that buzzing noise intensifies. Oh, a swarm of bees. Out of the tree pops two more of these things that hit big bees that hit uh, you know coffee drink Josh and me. So wait, and did we see him get hit, or is he? Kind I think of you just us? you just we hear did. from in the grass. You just kind of hear I him am, like I am short, so you can hit. barely see me. And you kind of, you kind of just see his head sort of disappear from above the grass. I mean, so and then, but then when I hit the ground, wouldn't I go like? Ow. Like some audible like. I don't know what you would say. It's your so character. All we see is a head. All right, so when I hit the ground, I go. Oh. Remember to stand up is an entire action. I, I thought so, it was half of an action. It's an entire action. Oh, damn. Oh, no, I'm sorry. My Is apologies. Cool? It's half your speed. Half my is speed. used up to stand. Out of the tree, you hear the buzzing intensify, and two more objects oh, pop God. out of the tree oh, and are God. hovering in the air, and you can recognize them as giant fire beetles. Oh, shit. They're mm. almost oh. completely black, 
except for right behind their head, they have these two glams kind of where their neck would be that are just glowing red. A low weak spot. And uh, so you've got two of them hovering kind of in the air next to the tree, then another one you have no idea where it is, and let's roll for initiative. I got an 11. Is that including your modifier, Ash? Which modifier? Your initiative modifier. Is there an initiative modifier? Yeah, this. 12. Okay. How do you... I don't have an initiative How do you figure out your initiative modifier? 12. Your initiative is based on your dexterity, I believe. Okay, so I got 14. You got a what? Six. 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 Down? Okay, that's with yours. I got uh, one, two, four. One. <laughs> well, you are knocked on your ass. I am on my ass. You're just kind of sitting so, there going, oh, actually, I'm <laughs> actually, I'm on my back. Yeah. So, Doran, yeah. you're going to be first. Okay. How high are they hovering? Are they like... Oh, yeah, so the grass is about three feet tall, right? All right. They are about three or four feet above the grass. So they're kind of... Six little, feet in the air. Six to seven feet. They're a little bit above that. That's enough to be right in my face. Do you think face. I can swing they're about a sword or something? They're maybe? about a, I think, Perhaps? all of your... Like, say with my short sword? Yeah. You could, I mean, you could swing up. You could swing up with them, probably. Okay, how far are they right? from me? Can but, I just move to them? Yeah, okay. So they are going to be... If you guys just entered the clearing, they're... And they popped out of the... They're, they're about 30 feet or so away. Okay, um, I'm debating whether or not to do that and use my darts. But I kind of don't want to waste my darts on them. And my darts only go 20 feet, and then they have disadvantage. So I'm going to move all the way to them. And okay. I'm going to attack the left one, my left. So with, with your sword? With my short sword, yeah. That's a 10 you against AC. Modifier, that just. I already did it. That's not going to do it. So I think what happens is... You swing through the air at the you left whiff. one, and it just kind of... He doesn't whiff, but more so he just sees it coming and kind of just floats out of the way. <laughs> he whiffs real bad. So your sword, your sword kind of glazes past him, but you don't do any damage. Jacarius, right. you're going to be up next. Jacarius instinctively uh, uses his breath weapon of lightning to try to strike. Well, shit, sir, I'm in range of that. You can it's hit me, line. dude. It's in a line. Yeah, five feet. Anything within five feet of the target. But if he shoots it from uh, side to he side. He can aim it up if he wants to. How tall are you? I am five foot... You five are five, five foot screwed, five sir. Five foot ten. I'm five foot ten. Well, <laughs> you're two inches short. Well, we'll just, okay, so you're using this lightning. Uh-huh. So you shoot this lightning out of your mouth. You might not care okay. that you get a hit. <laughs> nobody said it's one ball. So <laughs> then you've got to roll for that, plus whatever the modifier is for it. Also, remember, his character is lawful evil. Yeah, so he, Like I said, it's def- this might this isn't all for one, one for all. He might not care what happens to you. What's your constitution? Plus three. So it's 13. I have to beat a 13 to dodge it if I'm in the way. I don't it's also it. in a line, so it's like yep, It's in a line, and anything Ooh. within five feet, it's a five-foot radius. So, so yeah, okay, so no, so it's like two and a half down, I'm probably too short for that because they're about eight feet up. And if you're aiming at one so of them, I'm do more than two throw. Proficiency bonus is another plus two, so it's proficiency bonus plus the constitution. So that's actually a plus five to, plus the eight. So that wasn't is that mine? Isn't that our proficiency bonus though? DC? No, that's that's the DC. <laughs> that's the difficulty class. That's what you have to beat with a dexterity saving throw. As the creature. Okay. Plus 2d6. The 2d6 is the damage. They either take the full damage or half damage if they're in range. They can't actually dodge it. It's an area of effect. Right. Ugh. Not gonna do it. So which one's that? <laughs> well, I guess it doesn't really matter which one that was. Did you roll a saving throw? Am I in range of it? 
It's a five foot. Were you, it's a width uh, of five feet. Were you standing feet, in front standing of right me. underneath them? Were you standing in front of? Wait, you. I'm did underneath actually. them. Oh and yeah. You said they're how high? They're six, six feet. Six to seven feet in the air. Okay, so yeah, I gotta see if I can beat your. 18, baby. I just... Alright. You just so, hit the ground he, right he, away. He what? Hears you, I think he hears you, like, breathe in real deep. <laughs> and just... <sighs> my martial arts instincts just tell me duck. He opens his mouth and goes, Yeah, faith in your friends is yours. <laughs> so which one, you, which one are you shooting at? Are you shooting at the left one or the right one? The one on the right. Okay. Six. And five. That's eleven. Damn! Lightning damage. Alright. Weak against that, are they? Get after I a bug. So you hit this thing and it just kinda pops <laughs> in like an orange explosion. It just pop and then <laughs> it's gone. And you just kinda see like the two the glands from the bug just kinda fall and hit the ground. Well but the rest Dorn, of it is just sort of That like was something vaporized. Dorn yells, Well done. Well done, sir. Next up is the beetle that was on the left that he swung at. So I think the beetle is going to retaliate. He is going to kind of just, like, dive bomb at you. Am I making dexterities, or are you going to try and hit... I'm trying to hit your armor. Okay. You have to be a 15. So I hit you for two points of damage. Okay, so I'm at seven points. All right. And it kind of hits you. So it sort of hits you, but when it hits you, it bites you. It, like, bites into your shoulder. So it's kind of engaged with you right now. So next up is going to be the, actually, the other beetle. I knew it. That was down in the grass. Yeah, y'all rolled pretty shitty. Um, and so this, the beetle that was in the grass, he's actually kind of, as he sort of continued on his path, he's going to pop up out of the grass for Lalilia. Lalilia, do you have your Pokeball on you? Try try to bite her like, right in the face. So you do, don't shoot at the one next to you. So... Did you get the, the? You have the master ball in your inventory. Oh, Seventeen versus your armor. Fourteen. Okay. So it, it hits you. So that's gonna hit you for two points of damage. So then, Lelia, you're gonna be up. All right. Hey, Lelia. The one that attacked him. Did it bite him like you did me, or did it? Bounce it, off it actually bit him right in the right in the face. So you've got a bug like right in front of your face right now. Ow. Joshua, punch it. I've won my back. <laughs> oh, that's right. You're way off. Thanks for asking. <laughs> so she takes her mace and then tries to attack her mace again. You're gonna hit yourself in the face you have with a your mace. mace. Um, yeah, the mace. Okay. So <laughs> I mean, the bug isn't on her face. You're the, the smartest. Bug, the bug is I've ever met. The bug is like hovering in front. So, of her. so here's what I'm gonna make you. Here's what I'm gonna make you do first. I need you to do a strength check. Fifteen. You grab the bug because the bug is like bit your face, right? Yeah. So you grab the bug and you push it back. So now it's in front of you, a couple feet away. So now you can uh, you make a swing at the bug to try and attack it with your mate. Plus your strength modifier, because you're using a weapon now. So nine. Okay, so with a nine, you're not going to do it. So you push him off, but then when you swing, because he had kind of been biting on your face, you're a little bit off balance, and your swing just kind of goes past him. So he's still hovering sort of kind of near you, but you missed him with your mace. Clearly none of us have been in a, a ba- on a baseball team or anything, because apparently we're whiffing real hard. Get off your slide. Oh, I don't know, I landed my first here. strike. So now we go to I Josh sneezed and a bug disappeared. Now we, now we go to Josh <laughs> and me, who's sleeping on the job. Sorry. All right, Sorry. so I'm on my back. One of them is 20 feet away in front of Lilia and at... Obviously, her face level, and then the other one. The other one's is about 
30 feet away. 30 feet away by the me. tree. I'd, like, attached to it. It bit me, dude. So, like, so, we're, on so we're 30 feet away and 20 feet away. Yeah. yeah. And I'm a flat on my back, so getting up takes half of my speed. So that would, yeah, I can only move 12 and a half yeah. feet in any direction. So... Do you I, have any ranged weapons? I can throw daggers, yes. I could actually probably throw my short swords, too. But daggers are actually made for... My daggers are made for throwing. Do we recover our thrown weapons? I believe so. After the fight, you okay. can recover them. Okay. We run so, uh, Joshimi was going to stand up. Which one is 20 feet away from me? The one by Lilia? Yeah, one? by Lilia. Okay. Yeah. And I guess by extension also by Draconis. 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 Yes. Okay, I'm going to move towards them. So that's 12 and a half feet closer. Okay. So that would uh, subtract 12 and a half. So they're only going to be seven and a half feet away from me. And then I'm going to do uh, throw one of my daggers. What am I rolling again for it? My... He'd be rolling against its AC. Yeah, you're rolling against my AC. Okay. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. And and I just, the only difference is I'm using dexterity because I'm throwing it. Okay. So I roll seven. You throw your knife and... You win this badly. Actually, um... He's having a tough day. Oh, no, I I think I know what he's going to do. Uh, Dracarius, I need you to do a dex saving. Oh, God. I see you've had much practice at this. He's still... Hey! He's still reacting. Hey, you you want to shut up? A three. So his knife misses, and uh, it sticks right in the shoulder. I have a resistance to piercing damage. Okay. What's your resistance? I have to check that again. That's, so, that's part of my race. So if he takes hat resistance, good thing my actual character would do the big campaign. I roll most of this stuff down. He is significantly pissed off. Roll your damage for this knife. Oh, in case it works. Ah, four, five, six, seven. And you always round down, so he just takes like three. Guys, I just gotta say this first battle, this bug battle. We are, we are embarrassing ourselves. More we're a couple especially because this is supposed to be. I was doing all right. I, I mean, besides us, none of us clearly took baseball. I can't pitch with the nails. Well, you're a soldier. You guys can't pitch with the nails. I I didn't even really he attack. Just, I just, just used my natural weapon. He, not to mention his allergies just effect, flared so up and he sneezed and accidentally killed a dude. So not a great track record, I must say. He no, hasn't had to actually was try and hit them. No, so. It's a joke. I guess they don't have damage resistance. To that. Oh, I know there was one that Dragon has a resistance to. Dragonborn like, has your draconic ancestry because you have lightning attack. Your resistance is to lightning damage. Yeah. Well, you're on the uh, Dragonborn right now. You didn't get yeah, because I thought the Dragonborn had a resistance to like uh, piercing damage. Here we go, barbarian. No, that's when you're in your rage. Oh, and yeah. And you have to take an action to enter rage, I believe. It shows saving throws. Yep, it's a bonus action. It, as a bonus action, which you can take before your attack. And it uh, lasts yeah. uh, I see for it. a minute. You gain the flying benefits if you aren't wearing heavy armor. Wearing I, heavy I don't think armor. He, has, he has no armor whatsoever, I don't think. Well, clearly, I just dealt clothes. seven damage to his dragon so, body. So he doesn't have... You're just a bare-necked lizard. He doesn't my, have, uh, uh, my armor class is a 13, though. Oh, that's right, because I'm rolling against his AC, right? Correct, but you beat it. Didn't you? What did you roll? With uh, armor class ha- doesn't deal with damage. Armor class yeah, is whether or not they actually hit him. That was, I didn't, yeah. So wouldn't I have to, I didn't roll that yet. So I get, oh, wait, you had him roll a, you had him roll a, a saving day. throw instead. Yeah. So that instead so of so nice throw. And he missed. So what was your initial throw? Against? Against the beetle. 
Wait a minute. Oh, it was so like. I'm standing further next. than 20 feet away from it. It was him. like. Uh, so you're standing next? Because you're, you're her, over by her. Bugs right next to you guys. He's seven. Seven. He moved okay. towards you. So, so here, here's, here's what I'm going to do. Because he failed the dex throw, but your initial throw doesn't beat his armor AC, this is going to be half damage. Okay, so you only get three so, so you take, damage. So you take three points of damage. Hey. Oh, real sorry about that. But how oh, you yeah, take three points? Stay pissed off. You, th- you, you take three <laughs> points of damage. However, you have a you don't have a dagger. You have a dagger <laughs> that definitely belongs that to him. Not giving that back. is stuck about an inch or two into your arm. I mean, you can just take it and use it as a weapon now. He's gonna throw it cool. back at you. Karis sure. triggers his rage ability. Wait, are we back to yeah, the order? In the order? No, I'm no, first. Be, that be so we you uh, can't do that yet. Yeah, it's a door. Okay, so I'm gonna grab the one that's in my arm and try to pull it off before I try to make an attack. Oh, yes, I need you to make a strength check. Okay. Ah, that's nine. You're not a very strong boy. That's actually gonna beat it. Oh, just just barely. It's like a. I mean, when you pull him off, he like really has his teeth sunk in. He takes a little chunk out. I'm gonna make. An unarmed strike against it, and um, whenever I make an unarmed strike, I can make a second unarmed strike as a bonus action. It's actually whenever I use. So basically, you just punch it in the when face. When I use an twice. unarmed strike or something I'm proficient with, I get a second strike that is unarmed. So I'm making two unarmed strikes. I'm basically okay. punching this fucking Punch twice. you in the face twice. Okay, this so is great. I'm gonna be its AC, and this is. Or probably in its strength. Whatever those were. That's three on the first one. Because I don't okay. plus, so it's so AC. you've got a hold of this fire beetle with one hand, you take a swing at it with your other hand, and somehow you just miss it. Here's my bonus attack. 18. You look, <laughs> it ducks his head, you're like, like hold still, damn you. On the second one, you load back up, and you just right. pop right into the thing. So face. I, so yeah, I do D4 plus 5 bludgeoning damage. 8 damage. You punch this thing, and you push the head right into the body, and it just, like, kind of crumbles in your hand, and you let go, and it just sort of drops. So now there's one last fire one left. It is uh, right in front of Lilia. It's, like, basically just to the right of you. Farther past that is so Josh I'm carrying two hand axes as that dual wield, and I can roll for both of them. Yes, but you won't add your damage bonus to the second. Oh, I forgot I could have thrown both of okay. daggers. Okay, okay so right. what are you, you going to do to carry? I'm going to trigger rage as a bonus action. I do that, Well, I do that before my action okay. yep. attack. You can do it whenever you, you want. And rage you can. I'm going to pull out both of my hand axes and... <laughs> Go to town on that fucker. Go to town on that fucker. Alright, roll them bones. Where? Them bones. And let me see. Rage adds the bonus to that first attack. You have advantage on strength checks and strength saving throws. When you make a melee weapon attack, you gain a bonus to the damage roll that increases as you gain levels below. Okay. Okay, that's just. Do I add add my strength modifier to each attack? Oh, Jesus. You add two to your attacks when they're melee attacks. Okay. As an extra, because of the that on top of is your... what? 2d6? Oh, no, it's... It, first, yeah, you have to hit it. Okay. So, two rolls, one for each. Yeah, let's do d20 first. You have to do your d20 to check against yeah. yes. Okay. Pretty much almost every roll that you do is at least going to start with the d20. Nine. Plus your okay, strength. and do your second roll. Yeah. Did you do plus nine, your strength? Nine plus strength, strength plus... Oh, is that plus strength? You have to add proficiency and strength, because he's... Yeah, he's so proficient in all weapons. 
It's proficiency. I know, but like it's the strength is so plus six. So that a fifteen doesn't also add the yes. two for okay. being in rage mode as well. Plus a nineteen, so that would be uh no. twenty five. <laughs> to the damage roll, not to okay. Okay. fifteen okay. and twenty five. All right, roll God, damage. Damn. Plus four, so that would be a seven plus. Plus Two because of rage. That's your first. Yeah, so, so that's a nine. So you plus. So you just, you just slice that fucker in half with your first attack. Seven. So what happens God, here is Dracarys, with this knife stuck into his arm, just gets enraged, draws out both of his axes, <laughs> and with a deafening dragon roar, swings across with both of his axes and chops this bug completely in half. <laughs> Lilia, you've noticed that as these giant fire beetles are dying, that on the ground, the glands that you noticed on their necks have kind of continued to have a faint glow. What are you going to do with them? I do a medicine check for them, see if I can uh, kind of like, see if there's anything I can get from it. Yeah, roll, roll a medicine check for that. 16. Okay, yeah. So you know these glands retain their glowing properties for a couple of days after the beast is killed. So uh, I need you to roll a d6 for me. Six. Oh, there you go. You go around and you collect up all of the uh, the glands from these fire beetles that you've killed. They will continue to glow for the next six days. They shed a bright light in a ten-foot radius, and then a dim light for an additional ten feet after that. So we can see in the dark. Nice. So, you have now completed this battle, after which you sort of trudge up to the top of the hill. Wait, before we leave, though, Joshua kind of wants his dagger back. Joshua turns to Dracarys, he's like, Hey there, friend. Um... Dracarys has his wits finally about him. Has okay, kind of he's figured not out. Cool. Yeah. The, the pain has sobered him. <laughs> and he kind of figures who has stolen his gold. And so he just kind of glowers at him, pulls the dagger out, licks his own blood off of the dagger, puts it oh, in his coin purse, and says, Well then, I'll maybe you can try to swipe this as well. I'll, I'll cut you a deal, friend. Because that dagger, that was... That was my grandpappy's dagger. I don't know if you know that, but my grand, my grand, it worth to you. Uh, ten gold pieces. Sound good to you? I'll give you. I'll give you a solid. Sounds ten. like a fair. All right, and uh, Joshua opens his bag of coins, pulls out ten of them, shows them to him. Uh, can I make a sleight of hand to try and stow away one of them without him noticing? After showing them the ten right, points before throw, I give it to throw him. Throw a sleight of hand check. Alright, sleight of hand check, here we go. Oh, uh, that is a no. two plus Rick. dexterity. That's not even a D twelve, you tell me. That's a D that is a D twelve. That's not the D twenty. Okay, so uh I still got a two <laughs> plus Destiny is on Sleight of hand, which is five, seven. Okay. What here. am I rolling against or whatever? Here, here, with the, here okay. I think he rolls perception against it. Yeah, roll a perception check for me, Bronson. My perception is not great. Well, you still got your right. perception. Dude, you have to be a 20. Yeah. The 20. So, as you attempt to do your sleight of hand, you take one of the coins and attempt to slip it back into your purse. He notices, and in one swift action, his military training kicks in. He takes the knife from his coin purse, throws it, and skewers it through your hand, 
and the gold coin drops to the ground. And he says, Not today. And you take two points of damage. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you get for pissing off a freaking dragonborn. Right, I'm at 7 HP. <laughs> this has all been happening at the top of this hill next to the tree. As uh, as you two have been duking it out over who owns which knives and which gold belongs to who, the other two of your party that apparently are not lunatics <laughs> have, uh, have been looking around, and they've noticed that near the base of the tree, there is, kind of hidden in the grass, a black hole about five feet across that goes down into oh. unknown darkness. We're going into and as, we go and as you, ke- as you yeah, peer over the edge of the pit, what you can hear inside oh, sounds dis- sounds distinctly like danger. 